Let's all start laughing. That's the best part. Okay. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the mobile podcast. Today's episode, we're talking about eye buyers the good, the bad, the ugly. What is it? Why are we afraid of them? Why do we love them? And all things real estate. We're here with uh, George Roa, Maura Aguirre, Inida Murillo. All right. So, Maura, you're not an agent, you are just the admin of this wonderful company. So, what questions do you have when it comes to iBuyers? So if you could start off by explaining to me, what is an iBuyer? Well, that's, that's simple. So an iBuyer is basically a company that comes into a market and purchases homes by the bulk. So you, normally, like uh, if you and your husband were looking for a home, you would contact an agent, you would find the home that was listed for sale, you'd go see it, you'd do your due diligence, you'd negotiate and haggle, you'd get a loan, and basically you go and you go through the motions of purchasing a home. What an iBuyer would do is usually they're represented by a hedge fund. So it's a conglomerate of people that have money and they just come in and say, okay, this house, that house, this house, and this house, we'll pay you this much for it. No due diligence, no nothing, let's close in 10 days, cash. So they're just coming up and scooping houses up. That's on the buyer side. On the seller side, if you were an agent like me, you'd go to someone's house and say, look, this is how much commission I charge. This is the steps I'm gonna take to sell your house. On the listing side, they basically purchase the home. They put a sign out front and say, this is the house. This is what we wanna sell it for. You're not getting anything back. You're not getting anything at closing. You either buy it or you don't. It's very autom- like automized, is that a word? Automated? Automated. Automated. Yeah. No, thank you. 100 points for you. <laughs> Automated. It's very technical. It's robotic, but it's kind of the future. You know, as we go to like the metaverse like we talked about last week and just tech in general, iBuyers have been killing it because also iBuyers do the hard work, which is they spend a lot of money in marketing. So people will drive by, they see the billboard, they hear the ad on the radio. Don't deal with realtors. Call us for a cash offer today. And, and people tend to gravitate towards that so that's basically what i buyers are you don't see the big one percent listing fee and the billboards right so also they're they're cheaper yeah because the company now i don't know how they're so cheap maybe because they just do so much business or maybe they just have money to throw into it but yeah they only charge one percent to list the home buyers agents usually something paid something weird though like uh i don't like high buyers um, normally the homes that are bought that way and then get listed again those for some reason those properties last a very long time and I want to think that it's title issues or something's just wrong with the property what these iBuyers really do is that they'll buy the property at a very low price in cash and not really at the value and then the sellers in this business end up leaving ta- uh, money in the table and not realizing that while we realtors, you know, we look at CMAs and we do all the work. We do charge because, you know, we have to charge. We're charging what we're doing, you know what I'm saying? So iBuyers are kind of get making it easier. But at the end of the day, I think it's a little mini scam. I don't know. What do you think? Mini scam. But also, I mean, Zillow is the best representation of an iBuyer, right? And they're not buying anymore. They're not because they got hammered. So what they did was they went around and purchased a bunch of homes. And they bought them at really high prices. And then they tried to put them on the market for sale and they weren't selling. And then they were left with the bill. And I think Zillow lost, and it's in the news, you can Google this, they lost $500 million in their iBuyer program. 
So half a billion dollars is lost. Yikes. But let me explain to you one reason why I like iBuyers. And that's because they inflate the price of real estate. What do I mean? Let's say you have a little cul-de-sac, right? With five houses. Each house is worth $300,000 maximum, right? If you were to go and do a CMA as an agent. The iBuyer comes and buys three out of those five houses in that cul-de-sac for three fifty. Now, what do you think the new price of those houses are? It's going to be higher. Yeah, it's going to be higher because now when I go as an agent to do a CMA and I see that in that little cul-de-sac of five, three homes sold for three fifty when I originally thought it was worth 300000 now the prices in that neighborhood have increased to yep. three fifty. Now, whether that's artificially created by an iBuyer or the trend of the community, Usually when it's artificially created like that, it's a disaster because what happens is when everything starts to to sell like that and then the iBuyer pulls out and stops buying, then the price is what? They start to drop because no normal person is paying that much for it. But, you know, Zillow created this high demand for properties, I believe, this year as well as tech and as well as everybody moving and COVID. It was like the perfect storm. So now it's interesting to see, you know, what's going to happen this year. Uh, Zillow is also a huge case study for other iBuyers, right? Because if I'm an iBuyer, like Open Door or Redfin or Mark Spain Real Estate, I'm gonna be terrified to buy property because Zillow, who's the biggest, the big boy on the block, they lost half a billion dollars. Like, do you have half a billion dollars to lose? Absolutely not. Right, I don't have five dollars to lose, so I wouldn't do that. What do you think? Um, so a lot of people see it as convenient, others don't. Like I, I, like I said, I feel like they're throwing low ball offers, leaving money on the table, but then increasing the market value of the surrounding areas. And then after doing that, it just causes the average home buyer to look at the real estate market as a horror show, you know, and then it's kind of hard for us to look for that one home or go farther away from the big cities that they want to live in because out there there's no none of this thing none of this stuff going on you know you're in the city and you see all these i buyer ads all over the place and that's what's going on so that's I, don't, I really have nothing positive to say about it you know there are i've seen other topics where they say that um the i buyers are actually doing good for the community and getting everyone top dollar but the way I've seen it, and I've been out there, every iBuyer listing that I've gone to, there's always something wrong with the property. And um, nothing good to say. Well, because they don't pay as much attention to detail. Like if I'm a listing agent and I'm going to sell a house, I'm going to tell my, my seller, hopefully, fix as much as you can to get it ready to, to be sold. And then Guido, if he's going to be representing a buyer and he's going to take his buyer to the house, he's going to try to negotiate as many repairs as he can to get that home as close to perfect as possible before the transaction ends. So there's a lot of little minute details that we do to ensure that number one, the house is fit for sale, and number two, the home is in perfect condition, close to perfect, so my clients are happy when they buy it. I buyers don't care about that. They're all strictly numbers. This is the home in this area, we can buy it at this price, and we sell it for this price, regardless of condition, let's pull the trigger and do it. Right now, if you were a wholesaler, you would love in this because most of the, the buyers that are buying from wholesalers are um, hedge funds because they're just taking their money and investing it. They're taking their investors' money and investing it into real estate. One, because it's a write-off, right? So investment properties are also write-offs. 
but also it's it's a good bet to, to if you were to say George is Raleigh Durham area gonna boom in the next three years of real estate I would say a hundred percent so it's also a good bet to buy the house because you know the market is gonna keep going up what do you think about the market in this area we're in Wendell so I think it's not there yet as Raleigh and Durham um, everything that's Raleigh Durham carry um, prices are insane uh, I even saw on the news that they were looking, that the committee is looking to find a way to lower prices so people could actually come and live down here. Uh, I have I have these clients from Russia that came from California, and they told me that two years ago, before any of this started, that the houses were so perfectly priced, anyone can come, down, can come live down here. But right now, it feels like we're in the modern California. Like, Do you believe that? Like, I don't know what California is like, but like... That to me was insane, and that they're even they are freaking out about all these price changes and the increase, and I don't know, it's too much. What do you think, Mara? As someone who was born in California, um, I do know that inflation is a big issue down there. I know that um, when I was growing up, my home was worth one million dollars, but one million dollars wouldn't get you anything <laughs> in California. One million dollars gets you a postage stamp. How much is your home worth? It was worth a million. Ooh, man! But it was, but that doesn't get you anything. It gets you a tiny little house that's way smaller than anything you can get, you know, North Carolina or Texas or something like that. And the yard was like basically like two square feet of grass. So um, I do see other states kind of headed this way, where the prices are going up and it's going to be harder for first-time buyers. Um, so I think that people who have more money are more likely to buy a home, and then those who are first-time buyers would probably go with an apartment. I think the whole apartment thing is kind of bad right now. Uh, I was told that people are saying that houses are going to keep going up, which are they going to go up or are they going to go down? What do you think? They're still going up. They're still, and I think they're still going up, you know. But even then, rentals are going up by a lot. A property that I was renting for 1300 now is 1900 And that's just how things are going to keep moving, you know. And is iBuyer the reason for all of this happening? Well, I don't know, man, but as an outsider that moved down to the South, I'm going to tell you what I, I feel. I feel like in Jersey, when you're renting a two-bedroom apartment, you're going to be paying $1,800, $1,900. If it's super nice, $2,100 for a smaller 11, 11 to 1,200 square foot apartment, okay? When I first moved down here in 2016, 2017, I was paying... Uh, 800 for a two-bedroom apartment 900 square feet not bad almost a dollar a square foot now fast forward to this year I got a place in Nightdale which is not in Raleigh but it's it's right there on the next door I pay my apartments about 1500 square foot and I pay like 1550 a little over a dollar a square foot but the prices are going through the roof where people in like Nextdoor app, people in like online and the community websites are complaining about the rates and rents. So now I'm starting to feel like a little bit like New Jersey here. The rents, once exactly. the rents start hitting the exactly. 18, 1900 bucks, it's hard because the standard of living here is low. The jobs aren't paying more money. So when the job isn't paying you more and the rent is getting more expensive, you're losing your income per month and you can't buy as much stuff and you're just Kind of working to live in jersey at least they're paying the jobs pay more money but everything is more expensive there so it kind of crosses you know it yeah. balances out here what i'm seeing is there's a lot of people out of work number one 
a lot of these fast food places and diners and restaurants, even the malls have looking for work signs, you know, hiring signs. Rents are going up. The inventory is low. A, a realtor posted is only 594 available listings. That's nothing. You know, so I don't know. As we work remote, I really don't know which way to tell you it's going to go. But if it keeps going this way, there's going to be a problem, right? More unemployed people, higher places to live, and less houses to buy equals California. Because you know where the people yeah. live in California, they can't afford to live anywhere, right? On the street in front of the millionaires. Like, <laughs> they, I, I saw a, a, an article in, like, Nancy Pelosi's neighborhood, wherever she lives, there's, like, a bunch of tents that line the street four or five blocks and then homeless people just live directly on the street and they're right across the street from million dollar mansion but they have nowhere to go so that's that's how it is in california hopefully it doesn't turn out like that here that's what i see happening though like i, I i'm more i'm already like worried about how unlivable everything will become it's going to be hard for all these college students and all these upcoming professionals to have that same opportunity that our parents had, getting a home quick, like it's it's something that's, that I see happening already, and I'm not really thinking about it too much. But the media is freaking out. Correct. Um, we have freaking internet buyers. We have all these um, virtual things going on because it's where we're leading to. So, at what point will things go back to normal? Where everything will be traditional, which I don't see happening. No, this is there's no more traditional. We're we're entering phase two. Marvel, Marvel phase, phase two. two, bro. There's no more traditional. I don't think you'll ever go. What what to you is traditional? Like a three bedroom, two bathroom house in Raleigh. Costing around two fifty. Yeah, right. Yep, that's you traditional. You sound like those clients that are like, "Yeah, I make a uh, one dollar a month, and I want a five hundred thousand dollar house in downtown Raleigh." No, because look, so the home that I had, I think it was like around two hundred eleven thousand, and we sold it for like maybe two forty, I believe. Now it's worth like four fifty. What the freak is going on, bro? Boom. Exactly. What What is this? Um, I think it's called a bubble <laughs> and usually these things get bigger and bigger and bigger until they pop um, but it, it's not all negative though it's not all negative think about how good financially some people are if you bought that house right mm -hmm. seven years ago for 150 and now it's worth 400,000 you got a lot of equity. Exactly. You can sell that house and buy a brand new construction and still have money in the bank. So it's not always a very negative. We're looking at it from a very small lens, but think about it if you're like a natural, I don't want to say natural, if you're like a homegrown North Carolinian, right? You live here, you've got kids here, you you, you purchase multiple properties. Yep. Like right now, I would love to be some grandpa who's got like kids and grandkids who I've purchased homes and everyone in my family owns a home in the triangle because they're set they don't even have to sell just wait you're talking for you're talking for them but what about us where where can we have that investment you know what i'm saying well you can have buy that buy buy invest in, in virtual land and houses in the metaverse <laughs> the metaverse it is what it is that's right that's right <laughs> no you can you can get your properties the old school way look the telephone right? the telephone the telephone, telephone. Is traditional 
calling people and asking them, hey, do you want to sell your house? And offering them money for their home is still a very viable way to make a living and to achieve properties. That's what wholesaling is. Wholesalers are making a killing right now because people, they love to sell and cash in that equity. What if you had no idea about real estate, right? I didn't know anything about real estate until I was 30 years old and I went to get my license. Before that, I thought real estate was like some foreign language. Let's just say I owned a house. Like my dad left me a house and I've been living in it. I have no yeah. idea what it's worth. I never thought about selling it because that's where I live. That's where I grew up. Some real estate agent calls me and goes, do you know your house is worth $600,000? <laughs> His face right <laughs> I'd be like, whoa, what? What do I got to do? He's like, oh, you just put it on the market, you list it, and then you pay me you know, 5%. And we sell it for you and you get all that money in about 60 days. Depending my financial situation, that might be amazing to hear. So there is a lot of leads out there. There are a lot of sales that can be made, but it's about education. It's about getting out there and, and finding clients. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't always necessarily think it's a really bad idea, although we kind of painted it that way. Or you did. Well, you did. well, I had a bad, well, not a bad experience, but an agent of mine, through, he, 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 he uh, helped a buyer through Open Door uh, to purchase his home. And you know, they're eye buyers, they listed it, they purchased it first and then they sell it again. And not just, not just, so they say you get 2.5%, right? Not enough, not 2.5. They give 2.2% for the, what, 250 of the home. But at closing, you have to give them a flat fee that's almost half mm. of that. Where's the business? Where is the, you know, work? How do you even, how do you even be an eye buyer? Like, like, where does this money come from? All right, like. Investments, investors. Uh, REITs, so like, uh, you know what a REIT is? No, I don't think so. A REIT is basically, uh, a REIT is like if, if you and your whole family got together and put in a bunch of money into one company, and then that sole purpose of that company is to purchase and manage real estate. So everyone throws in a hundred grand and you have a million dollars in this REIT, and now this REIT goes out and buys four rental properties, and it generates rent and it goes back into the REIT. It's a, it's a, it's a conglomerate of, of funds that are dedicated to purchasing and managing real estate. Not always real estate, but it, it is real estate investment trust is what it stands for. So a lot of hedge funds, and a hedge fund is basically, you know what hedge, hedge funds are, right? That's companies that work in Wall Street that manage portfolio. So what the hedge funds have been doing is taking money out of stocks and telling people, hey, Put your money into these REITs. Let's go buy these houses. Let's buy them in bulk. Let's buy a hundred of them and then sell a hundred of them and then you'll make millions of dollars in returns. And it didn't work, it didn't work really well for Zillow. But there's other eye buyers who are going about it a little smarter and they're contracting agents like yeah. you and I to go make sure that these deals are good. I feel like that's the next level. I think the next level is you're gonna see eye buyers owning firms and then having agents go out and make sure the numbers work and then purchasing the homes. Because doing it just like that, like I like your house in this neighborhood for this much money, that's dangerous. Because there's title issues, there's flood issues, yep. there's basement issues, there's all kinds of things that can damage a, a, a deal. As long as we're getting paid and working, bro, I'm fine. Yeah. Like, okay, now, now back back tomorrow, though. Back tomorrow. We're going to ask you again, the beginning from, we only have a couple minutes left. Um, we 
what was the first question that we had asked you? What do you think about iBuyers? Yeah, what do you think about iBuyers now after we had this whole conversation? Um, I think that, I think I have a more negative opinion about them Thank after you. listening to all this. Let's go. I, <laughs> I, I do see the benefits. Um, it only benefits the, the iBuyer. It doesn't benefit the clients who want to buy a home. Exactly. I feel like it drives the price up um, unnecessarily. But I mean, if if I buyers aren't successful, then you know, with capitalism, they'll just end up not being successful and leave the market. Capitalism. Yeah, but I, I think that was my understanding of it. Is I have a negative opinion of I buyers. I don't know. I buyers they they help sellers because they increase property value, right? They hurt buyers because they're inflating prices. I don't know. I don't know if there's enough. Maybe I need to look up some studies. To see Why that. save the sellers when the sellers need buyers though? Because it's the seller's market that we're currently in. So the sellers rule the world, you know? The guy with the gold makes the decisions. And right now, people, the gold is houses here in this neighborhood. It's not like that all over the country, but... um, I guess I'm just thinking about everybody else. I feel like I'm good. That's it. I feel like I'm good. What a good soul. I just, it's going to get hard for everyone. Simple. We don't know that. Listen, you can always buy property in the metaverse and live there, you know? Exactly. That's so (laughs) awful, bro. (laughs) All right, guys, this has been this episode of iBuyers. If you have any questions, let us know. Contact us, reach out, DM, send messages, call us. You can call us. That'd be nice, too. <laughs> but uh, we'll come uh, hard next week with Otto. He'll be back. And um, thank you so much. Mobile Podcast out. Brrr.